Hey friends, I'm coming to you tonight. Well, might not be tonight when you're listening to it, but it's tonight when I'm recording it. Um, feeling exhausted and totally burnt out. And I've been mulling a few ideas over in my brain about what I wanted to share with you all soon and just feeling like I'm coming up empty. And then I've been struggling in some of my classes with engagement, participation, and not like forced or anything, but just getting students involved and stuff I've done in the past, not working and just adjusting to the students that I have, not the students that I used to have or that I want them to be. And and just the idea of engagement and a different kind of engagement is something I felt like I wanted to talk about. And so I'm going to share a couple things that I have worked, some problems I've been trying to troubleshoot. And um, if you have any ideas or suggestions for things that have worked for you in your classes that are like this, I would love to hear from you. Feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook, both at Preaching to Acquire. Um, Those are the places I probably check most frequently for um, this type of stuff. My Twitter messages die in a black hole unless I'm following you. So if I miss a message from you there, I apologize. Um, But I, I talked, I've talked about this in the past and I know I've shared about it, but over the last couple of years, I've really struggled with if students need to do any kind of like sit and get type of work, even if it's very short, like even if we're just writing down in their notes um, so that they have something to reference. And, you know, sometimes we'll take notes and it's not so much that I'm expecting them to memorize them, but it's that I want them to have a resource to use or for the kids who want something concrete to refer to, they have that. Um, and so I last year I had a really hard time with my sixth grade um, who are now seventh graders and presenting me with different challenges, but they have grown a lot and I'm really proud of them, but that's a story for another time, um, where they like wouldn't pay attention to notes. They wouldn't spell things right. They wouldn't write on lines. They had trouble transferring something from the board to their page. They they didn't seem to care unless there was additional value added to it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to make a video of me doing the notes, like using a document camera, recording on Loom, like we're all virtual again, even though we're in person. And I'm going to post it in their Google Classroom and have them use headphones and take notes that way. Number one, then I don't have to repeat myself 48 times in each class. Okay, that sounds a little excessive. I might be feeling dramatic and exaggerating a bit. But then I only have it once. And if I want to use it in the future, then I can use that video again. So last week before going on break on Wednesday, before our Thanksgiving break, I was feeling really, really, really disillusioned, frustrated, sad, burnt out, exhausted, disappointed. I don't know what the right adjective is, but it's probably a mixture of all of those. Um, Like to the point that I was like, I don't even enjoy this anymore. And it came from that we were doing games to celebrate like our end of the quarter PBIS celebration, um, even though our end of the quarter was like three weeks ago, but whatever. Um, and I had them doing like that Oreo cookie race, if you've ever seen that, like where it's on their forehead and they have to like wiggle their face muscles. I'm doing it right now and I'm really glad, not with the cookie, but like with my face muscles and I'm really glad that I don't record video episodes of my podcast for you. Um, but where they're like wiggling it with their face muscles down their forehead, trying to get it into their mouth and whatever. Well, I didn't realize how messy that was going to be 
clearly I should have thought harder about what activity I was going to host in my room because we got to pick and I thought, oh, this one won't be too crazy. <laughs> oh, joke's on me. So anyhow, I'm sorry I'm going off on a tangent. Clearly my ADHD medication has begun to wear off this evening, but I hope you'll travel with me on this wild ride and eventually we'll loop back to the point. Um, but I ended up with like Oreo crumbs all over my classroom and I had like 150 kids in my room because each class, there's six groups of middle schoolers, each class got to come through and do each station. One kid out of 150, one offered to help me clean up the mess and sweep for me when they were done. One. I even had some kids, and I'm sure you've experienced this as well, but like kids that you wouldn't expect who like, oh, their cookie fell on the floor and instead of throwing it out in one of the three trash cans around my classroom, they threw it into the pile of crumbs on the floor. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, well, it's broken. Okay, but like, why are you adding to the mess that I'm sitting here literally sweeping up right now? You just made more work for me. And I left that day. That was like the last thing that happened before Thanksgiving break. And I left that day feeling like, what am I doing? On a side note, nah. I was going to say, if anyone knows of any other types of jobs out there, not teaching, <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed. <laughs> Slightly kidding. Um, but I just, like, and they just don't respect boundaries and rules and expectations. And I don't like having to be the bad guy. None of us do. But I understand that sometimes I have to be that person. I have to be consistent. I have to be firm. Whatever. So I'm thinking like, okay, I don't want to come back to Monday and have to teach a lot. My Mondays are really hard school days for me. I promise there's a point to this. And so I realized, oh yeah, I made that video for my sixth graders last year and we're starting that same unit in sixth grade this year. What if I go pull that video out instead of having to lead the kids through notes in person, I just play the video and have them do it. And well, gosh darn it, they are so engaged. When they're doing Senior Wooly, they are so engaged. When they're playing Blook It or Gim Kit on their own or in small groups, they're so engaged. When I force them to watch a YouTube video of like Dreaming Spanish and answer questions or follow through, they're so engaged. And just like this idea that like engagement can look so different with different groups of students. And I don't, I don't know... I don't know how to adjust my style of teaching to this. And that's what I'm struggling with right now. I love to be able to have interactive conversations. I love to be able to, you know, we're talking about preferences and one student said that she loves to read and she is trying to explain why she loves to read and I'm, you know, translating her explanation into Spanish and the kids are all laughing because it's silly and wild and... And then, like, you know, they remember those moments. We start, like, the reading club, the hate reading club, or cults, I guess, but club's probably better. And they had, like, symbols, and they're, like, walking into their history room with the holding triangles up. In hindsight, this was a little wild. It was circles and triangles, I promise, were their symbols with their two hands. And, like, the circles were the, like, love readers club, and they were, like, walking into their history room. Circles, triangles, and the history teacher's like, what is going on? And I'm like, I'm sorry, it's all my fault. But, like, I wasn't really sorry because they were jazzed about a conversation that happened in Spanish class. But, like, 
that doesn't work with all classes. And even a class that that worked with at the beginning of the school year, like my eighth graders, I had the best time. I loved the teaching them so much the first month of school. And now I'm just like, I don't know what to do anymore. And I just want to die in a little hole under my desk every time they come into my room. I had three kids participating yesterday. And some of you might be saying, wow, that's a lot. Not for me and not for this group of kids. The rest of them just stared at me. And I was like, well, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. Like I can just call on random people to share. And then I'm like, but I don't want to do that either. And I don't want to do more work. If you're not engaged and you don't care, then why do I care more than you? So like, how can I engage them in a different way? Maybe I have them write instead of speak, even though they've never been shy about speaking before. So I don't think it's the actual speaking of Spanish. I was like, do you guys not understand? Are my, like, if I don't, if I'm talking too fast, if you're confused, like, I can slow down, I can go over it again, we can, like, take a step back. No. So it's not because you don't understand, it's because you just don't want to. Yep. Oh, well, thanks for being honest, I guess. Um, but, like, how do I know you're understanding if you're not interacting? Like, literally just, like, sitting there in silence, arms crossed, staring at me. And I'm like, dude, I'm asking you to tell me your preferences about like school and studying and work and dancing and singing and like all the things that in the past have like excited students to talk about because we're talking about their interests and what they like and they just don't care or at least on that day or they didn't feel safe showing that they cared in the class. I'm not really sure if there's something else going on because that always adds to it. But I'm trying different ways to engage them. And it reminded me that I had to do this with last year's sixth grade class. I had to give them a lot of written input. I had to make them write. I didn't allow them to speak as much because they couldn't handle it. They couldn't do it in a way that was productive or pleasant for any of us. So engaging them in a different way with the same content, providing them that same input, providing them opportunities to show their understanding, providing them opportunities to express their thoughts, their opinions, ideas in a different way. So lo and behold, you know, instead of our normal unit where I, and and this makes me really, really sad to say this, but I've just decided that I don't have anything more in me to give right now for some of these classes and I have to pick my battles, right? And we're all kind of forced to do that from time to time. But with this group of kids, normally with eighth grade, and I've talked about it before a lot, normally with eighth grade, I really like to reach out to their parents and in secret get funny pictures of them as little kids and, you know, in our unit where we talk about what the kids were like in the past and present, I will show the pictures and we we go through and we, um, you know, describe what they used to be like and then I ask the class to share what the what the student is like now and all of these things and... I, I can't do that with this group. As much as I think they would find it funny, I don't think they would put their part in to make this a successful and worthwhile activity for me to be constantly emailing, hounding parents, asking for pictures, asking for descriptions, asking for information in any kind of way. So I think what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to probably bring back some older pictures of me, 
maybe bring back some older pictures of other staff members if they're willing to. They have been in the past. Um, I think I'm probably going to have the kids, once we're done kind of with the input part of the unit, I'm going to have them pick their own things to share about their past and their present. I'm going to have them do a writing assessment about it, have them describe themselves when they were younger, what they liked to do, etc. And instead of us just talking about it in class, and I don't like this idea, but they also, knowing I'm trying to get them ready for a really traditional high school program where some of them, very few of them at this point based on what they're showing me, some of them are going to go into Spanish too, I have to give them practice speaking in front of the class. I have to. And in a very low, low prep way, we've done this every year, but I think I'm going to have them do a kind of little, put a little slideshow together of, you know, pictures that are either of them or of things that they liked as a, as when they were younger or things that represented who they were and what they did versus now and have them kind of speak in front of the class. Um, Obviously, focusing on meaning and expression of content over um, grammar and accuracy, but just getting them to share more, getting them comfortable again, I I don't know. It's just a very strange phenomena that I've not experienced. And if you're experiencing this and have found things that work, But I can't sit them in front of the computer every day one-on-one with headphones. I just can't. And even with my fifth graders in the past doing like a storyboard activity where they're, you know, reading a couple sentences from a story that we've done and illustrating and coloring it, even that's not engaging my fifth graders anymore. Like, they get to draw and color in Spanish class? I had 20 minutes of work time yesterday for my fifth grade to work on illustrating their storyboards, and some kids only got one box done out of six. And I'm like, what are you doing? And it's not like they had the most beautiful work of art. Like, where is your brain? Where are you? How do I reach you? How do I engage you? I don't want to teach through a computer. Which is why I am not a virtual teacher. I could go apply to a virtual school if I wanted, but I don't want to do that. Anyhow, I guess all of this to be said that engagement can look different. Um, I've talked before and have recorded episodes before about how input is input, whether it's speaking whole class or they're reading about it. But gosh darn it, if I'm not trying to save myself from the extra work of having to interpret student responses and type up paragraphs and do this and do that and do the other because it's exhausting. And to be quite honest, I don't have time for it. But how, if I don't do that and they can't handle the, the other types of activities, how can I engage them? That's That's my conundrum. So I guess this is a twofold podcast episode. Number one, engagement can look very different in your classes depending on how your students need you to engage them in the content. And number two, if you have any suggestions for me of things that have worked well for you, um, keeping in mind that I do try a lot of different stuff, um, please don't tell me, oh, you need to personalize your content. You need to relationship build. I don't. And 
it's like those like memes that you see where they're like administrators are like relationships will solve all your problems. No, no, it won't. I have taught some of these kids that I have in eighth grade for four years. I know most of them very well. I have positive relationships with most of them. When I see them in the lunchroom, I will stand there and chit chat with them and goof around with them and talk. And they're like, Miss Leopard and wanting to like call me over and so-and-so stealing my lunchbox and blah, blah, blah. And like little middle school weirdos, you know, I love them. They get in my classroom and it's like they don't exist anymore. And I don't know what's up with that. So anyhow, if you have helpful suggestions of something experiencing the same, um, please share them. And if I get enough, maybe I'll make a follow-up episode um, with all of your ideas and suggestions and things that have worked well for you to engaging students in a different way or in a way that's not, doesn't look so CI. Um, I know a lot of us are, you know, with this whole comprehensible input activities, a lot of the activities are talking, engaging, discussions, whatever. And it's like, okay, so how can we engage them in a low prep way? Because I don't have time to be writing up. I teach 5th grade, 6th grade, 7th grade, and 8th grade Spanish, all four different levels. It's like I'm a department of one even though I'm not. But I am because I teach all four levels on my own. I just have someone to bounce ideas off of, which is great. And I don't take her for granted. I love her. Um, my colleague is the literal best. But I don't have time to be sitting here creating books, written resources, etc. for every class period. I just don't. So if there's a way I can find some balance, I already use Google Slides a lot. I already use Desmos um, for students to like vote on polls and surveys and then we talk about them and things like that. Like, But I want to get off the computers too. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. If you stuck with me through this whole thing, thank you. Here's my imaginary gold star and like blue ribbon and um, A++++ for you. Um, but if I find anything out good or if I figure out anything that that works really well... I will definitely share, but if you're struggling right now, you're not alone, and um, I hope that you can make it through till the winter break that you hopefully get, and we can come out of the darker days with more brightness and with a, a brighter attitude, or at least that's what I'm hoping for myself. Talk soon, friends. <laughs>